right. Slash films are back, baby. Uh, on this week's Film House, we're going to talk about the new Halloween. But first, I want to thank Mac Weldon for sponsoring uh, this episode of Film House. I will tell you a little bit more about Mac Weldon later on in the show and about a special offer they have for you. So, uh, my name is Daniel, and I have a few friends here with me today to talk about the new Halloween. So please introduce yourselves and tell me what mask you would wear on a murder rampage. Mm. 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 Didn't prepare us for this. No. <laughs> I'm Elise Willems. I would wear the happy mask salesman mask. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a little bit of an homage mm-hmm. to yeah, a game I love, Professor yeah. Layton. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Ooh. I've got uh, it. Volumes. Uh, I'm Alana, and when I was in Japan, I got this terrifying Pikachu face mask that is supposed to be good for your skin, but it looks like you've just oh. skinned a Pikachu and then shoved it on your face. <laughs> I love those masks. I'm going to go with that one. Um, my name is James Willems, and I would wear a mask for the wrestler Sting when he was doing his crow style. Yeah. So people would see me, they go, oh my God, Sting, you're here to protect us from the NWO. But then boom, I kill him. They say, oh my God, Brandon <laughs> Lee, you're here. What a heel turn. To protect us against the, the yeah. NWO. <laughs> Nice. I asked about the masks as uh, one of the fun bits of trivia I learned while doing a little bit of research for this episode was that the the mask for Michael Myers was a Captain Kirk mask. Yeah, they spray painted it. I love wow. that. Yeah. yeah. He was in some like shitty uh, small horror movie where he'd gained a few pounds, and I guess they'd done the mask for that movie, mm-hmm. and then turned that into the Captain Kirk mask for Mass Market. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was stupid and funny. Damn. Um, so let's hold on, uh, spoilies, for just a little bit. Um, I know you're <laughs> eager to spoil it all. Stop it. But, um, yeah, so 40 years ago, uh, 40 years and 10 Halloween movies later, we have a third movie called Halloween. You know, um, mind. Yeah. It seems well. like only yesterday Halloween H2O was out, but we yeah. could do H4O if we really wanted. It was, it was 20 years ago. It's pretty crazy. I know. We're double the time <laughs> we were. From when we reached H2O. We're really old. We're really old. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So this one takes place ignoring all the others immediately, or I guess 40 years after the first one, pretending like those other nine movies don't exist. Yeah, so what is this, the fourth timeline? No, this is way more than that. I go to you my Halloween timeline. This is timeline five or timeline six. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They've rebooted a few times. Which it should be noted, because people that don't consider them Halloween fanatics or lore masters like myself, <laughs> uh, that means that the whole Michael Myers being uh, it was like a Celtic Laurie's, Laurie Stroud's sister-brother relationship is not it. Yeah. That wasn't introduced until two. Yeah. He's no longer her brother, which is really I think that's fine. hard to watch the movie because that becomes so ingrained into what you know about Halloween. Yeah. So for me, watching it, I kept reminding myself, that's not her brother. That's, yeah. just, like, that's not a So it, thing. it distracted you? It just, I had just keep, because you're thinking of like the connection that she has, to, what what this means to her that this guy is back. You're thinking of that the whole movie because yeah. she's obsessing and, and stressing over it. So I had to keep telling myself, well, it's not because she has this whole history of her brother and he killed her, mm-hmm. you know, her older sister and this whole thing. Like, it's just that he's pure evil. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to look at it as a Batman Joker thing. Yeah. Where they both like are obsessed with each other. And if one of them disappeared, the other one would just feel unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has no life's analog. purpose. Yeah. They need each other. Which, by the way, is a fantastic premise or theme that I wish was explored, <laughs> but was absolutely not. They considered it and then just walked away. <laughs> like many things in this film, it was mentioned and then ignored. Yeah. yeah. They didn't delve deep on anything. Yeah. yeah. I turned Sorry. to James like after the movie and I'm like, I feel like there's like a three to four hour cut out there mm-hmm. somewhere of this movie well, because there's so much that's not 
gone back to mm-hmm. or resolved? Yeah. Or? There, there is, in fact, a two-hour and 15-minute cut originally. And I think mm. this one was like 145. So there's about half an hour of decent I can't wait to never watch it. I think we need to get control over these really long movies. So people were like, hey, we can just do long movies because of it. So then they made, you know, really long Batman v Superman, which doesn't have to be or whatever. Like, good. But this is the kind of movie that probably shouldn't have been two hour and 15, but the hour 45 cut is not good. <laughs> There's something good. missing. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people disagree with you because this was a certified hit. Mm-hmm. $77.5 million yeah. in the first week. Uh, on a $10 million budget. So that is success, success, yeah, success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're going to make a bunch more. Um, it did break a few records. Jamie Lee was boasting on Twitter, uh, the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead of all time. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Which That's is awesome. awesome. The biggest mo- movie opening with a female lead over 55. Also, also, also awesome. awesome. So I think those are both uh, serious uh, benchmarks that are, mm-hmm. that are wonderful, really. Yeah. Uh, a few other records. Second biggest October movie opening ever behind uh, Venom uh-huh. from earlier this month. Wow. And the biggest Halloween film opening ever. So, Like the biggest of the, the Halloween, Halloween franchise. The Halloween franchise. Yeah, yeah, okay. the, the franchise. Not that um, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, biggest and, and horror film of it all is time. The second highest opening for an R-rated horror film ever uh, right behind last year's It. So hmm. this is uh, big time. I think we're going to have some more Halloween coming our mm-hmm. way and probably some other slasher movies. Yeah. What were the This is interesting too because like <laughs> similar to Venom, Venom was critically panned and still made a ton of money because it didn't matter because people wanted to go see an established IP do stuff on the big screen. This got really good reviews. Yeah. It got good reviews? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. it's not it's, like glowing greatest no, thing but ever, it was like but 70 yeah. something, When it was 80 on something. the circuit at film festivals, it got really good buzz. Yeah. It got really buzz was really good yeah. for this movie. Well, and that's probably because it wasn't bad, in my opinion. Yes. I like I went in with high expectations because people expected it to be terrible, and it's not terrible. It's just not great. Yeah. I, I think that's also my view on it, and maybe everyone's, I don't know. Is it was just meh. Meh. It's like, uninspired, yeah. really. Well, yeah. I mean, do we want to get into our critiques of it or Um I guess as, as long as you stay slightly spoiler free yeah. uh, until later in the show. But yeah, I guess um I don't know, I like to start from a positive place. Maybe talk about what your favorite part or favorite sure. scene of the movie was. Anybody? Uh there is a point in the film when Michael Myers goes on a very classic Myers rampage mm-hmm. through a neighborhood through an unassuming neighborhood that's Really fun. Are you there's talking about a, that one like really long? There's a really long shot. shot, but then he also goes to other places. There's the one really long shot, but then it uh, breaks the scene up, and he just basically tears through an entire Tells neighborhood. A lot of people just like willy nilly, and I I thought that was the most fun part of the movie for me. Yeah, yeah I liked that a lot. I, I loved that shot. The one that kind of went between two kills, mm-hmm. um, where he kind of walks behind a house and grabs a hammer and yeah. walks in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The The shot was inspired. I don't know it, if it was an homage to another Halloween. I haven't seen them all. Um, there are a lot of homages. Oh, the the oh, whole I movie is, is one big riff yeah. or, or rip, I guess. Yeah. Um, There's a moment I really liked, but it is spoiler okay. driven. So I, I guess we'll talk about it later. I just want to say I think that Jamie Lee Curtis is great and, yeah. did, and did a great job. She's yeah. wonderful. She's she so plays awesome. this balance between being kind of crazy and erratic but also being like very driven and persistent in what she's doing and Mm -hmm. like that's a hard balance to strike so some people think she's crazy but you're like is she i don't know i mean she's probably a little crazy but yeah i I do like the fact that she wasn't like 
necessarily afraid of Michael. She's not running away from him. She's like wants to get him. She's yeah. here to mm-hmm. kill him and spent her like last 40 years preparing for this yeah. night. Well, you think about whatever. that the character of Laurie Strode, like 1978, this massacre happens to all her friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think maybe at the time that her mental health was really like a priority. It was probably mm-hmm. like, all right, well, you know, you get a couple days off of school and now yeah. like you're mm-hmm. and get over it. Yeah, get over it. And I don't. And so I feel like it's like, well, you're also seeing a woman that like was kind of maybe failed by the people around her mm-hmm. and then just had to kind of deal with it herself, mm-hmm. which is interesting about her, too, because she she really was trying to deal with it the best she could. And, and I always like I guess I don't love it, but you're rooting for Jamie Lee. You're rooting for everyone around her to understand yeah. how yeah. menacing a force this this like amorphous entity that is Michael Myers is and sometimes it's frustrating in horror movies when you're like oh I wish people would just listen to the main character <laughs> but in this case I didn't I didn't feel that way because you well, understand why they wouldn't yes yeah. absolutely you're I like well, this happened 40 years ago Jamie Lee <laughs> like <laughs> he's I, I was a actually, dude. yeah I was a little upset with her family for giving her such a hard time I don't know like she she had her best friends murdered in front of her and was chased after by this maniac and people are like, just get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it so, seems like she also treated her daughter like shit while she was raising her because she was so over the top about being worried about it, you know? Yeah. So, well, I'm sure she did. I mean, that's like abuse through the generations, just like yeah. alcoholism or something. You're, you're, even your granddaughter is going to have the effects of I think of that, that is the parallel they try to make. They try oh. to make it like she's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Which she was, because, I suppose. Yeah, like, in, is she's an alcoholic in H2O, right? She thinks so, like so. a pillhead. I think she just drinks to escape. I think she like does yeah. drink to escape every Halloween. She just gets <laughs> drunk and tries not to think about it. We just watched it, and I already like <laughs> my brain went. I you don't need movie. this. <laughs> <laughs> like took it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it it is a similar story. Uh, it's been twenty years since I've seen H two O, but uh, I guess similar premise, right? Um, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, nah, not really. Laurie Strode's back. Yeah. B- yeah. I mean, yeah. In, okay. in H2O, she's changed her identity to try and leave her past behind and started a new life for herself and seems to have mostly gotten over it with the exception of every Halloween she gets really freaked out that Michael Myers is going to come back, which actually makes more sense because you don't know where he is. He's mm. like kind of MIA hmm. for a really long time in, in H2O. But in this one, she knows where he is. He's locked away in a psychiatric facility that for the last 40 years he's been there, which kind of gets me into some of my complaints about this movie. There's so many things that I, there's so many threads left unexplored. It's just, it's just hanging wires. This whole movie seemed like to me. Um, I think making a movie because you can make money off of it is a perfectly reasonable justification for making a movie. It's a business. It just seems strange that you would reboot this franchise now, get Jamie Lee Curtis back, throw out all the old lore, and also hire a director who isn't known for these types, this type of genre. I guess he wrote it, so maybe he just was like, I really want a financial win or whatever. But like, get a director who's known for having some sort of interesting take on at least pot humor and heists and stuff like that, mm. and then make one of the most generic slashers in the entire franchise, like... <laughs> It is just by the numbers. I think it's also there are threads that they throw in that they didn't fucking need to. 
Like, there are parts of the movie that are in there that I'm like, why are you even giving me this character? This had no payoff whatsoever. If they had have just kind of tidied it up a bunch, mm-hmm. just been like, rein it in, focus on the things that you do have that are good, and stop with this stupid boyfriend subplot that I don't care about, or this weird linguist subplot that I don't care about. Like, just focus on the one goddamn thing that you have, <laughs> which yeah. is Michael Myers being scary, mostly. And that's why I feel like the boyfriend, the granddaughter's boyfriend, like, there must have been something where they had a little bit of resolution to that. Like, it couldn't have just been the catalyst, I feel like. Uh, but they didn't. Early, yeah. is, is, as far as I understand, it. early on in the production, they were going to do two films back-to-back. They were going to uh-huh. do a Halloween and a Halloween 2. Yeah. And then somewhere before shooting, they decided not to do that. So mm-hmm. maybe a lot of these lingering threads that seem problematic would have been threads picked it, up in the second Maybe It, it definitely movie. feels that way. But even from, like, the start. So Halloween 1978 ends with Michael Myers getting pushed out a window mm-hmm. and falling onto the lawn below. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, oh my God, that was so close. And then she looks, she and the doctor who's there now, his his psychiatric doctor or whatever, looks over the edge and he's gone. Like, oh my God, he lives Spooky. to stalk another day. Well, I don't think it's the same doctor. Because don't they make some no, comment it, in it's the movie? Loomis. It's Loomis. And then Loomis's apprentice or whatever is the is, guy. In the, okay. the, yeah. um, but... It's so it's it's they look out and then he's gone and you're like oh he's that's that's a scary ending for a movie to end with pretty abrupt except that this Halloween presumes that he disappeared from beneath the window and then they have to explain how he made his did, way did into they a say explain act. it yeah the uh, cops said that he arrested him okay the cop how who they introduced in this movie because he's not in the other one as far as I know no but the, the like, way they introduced him in the movie made me think he was a character from another yeah, movie. but he's not it's like a slow push in and turn around so like it's it, those things are weird like you already yeah. have a discrep- you, you you got rid of all the lore because you wanted to start clean but you already started with the screw up yeah. kind of or like uh-huh. a weird absence maybe of, there was some manhunt that happened off screen well we I mean I think you could have just done two you could have just said two was part of it I or, yeah I think originally in their, the original development two was going to be included I read but then they I don't know why yeah scratched it's it it's easier to market maybe because John uh, or what's his face said that he didn't like two John Carpenter yeah. yes that's. I, I think feel like this can act as a reboot just fine like I'm willing to dismiss that discrepancy because like sure it's the same woman and she was tortured like it gives you all that background information that you could take as an independent film like it's set in what pop culture understands Halloween is Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to actually tie up with the events of the first one and it it, that way it feels like a reboot to me and then I wasn't questioning any of that Mm -hmm. Um, but there was more shit in this that just added its own questions that it didn't need to, to ask. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird to me because it's a, a reboot. It also seemed a little bit like a remake yeah. with the number of like homages and lifts mm-hmm. and kind of re- redos yeah. that they did in the movie. Like there are constantly like, oh, remember the shot when he stabbed the guy? Like remember when she disappeared off of the yeah. porch? Like It was just like weird stuff where they just they just kept inverting things and mm-hmm. thinking that that was it's clever like when she's looking for him in all the closets instead of yeah. him looking through the closets for her it's like they're like but you're just flipping it mm-hmm. yeah um there's a part where she falls down and then she as yeah, she falls over the balcony yeah. and she like you're just and i i don't know i didn't think that was really like there's well, another invert was when she, when the granddaughter was in the classroom and looked out and yeah. saw jamie lee standing where michael did the same yeah. thing to her in 78 some it, of those shots are exactly the same mm-hmm. too which is is, is that fan service maybe I, I think it's weird because you would hope that 
we're going to do Halloween again, and we're going to do th- those things, those tropes that you mm-hmm. know from this Halloween franchise, everything you expect, yeah. we're going to have a new our twist on it. But the movie doesn't have any of that, which is, I think, no. my biggest problem with the whole film. And Jamie it's, Lee was a hologram. If you, what? Just <laughs> Jamie Lee was a hologram. Yeah. It, like, it's just very much the same thing again. Can we get into spoilers? Well, yeah, um, actually... <laughs> I'm in trouble not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, Mac Weldon is uh, better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Buying a new set of underwear took me less than five minutes at MacWeldon.com. Getting myself a fresh set of underwear and socks was the fastest and easiest way to feel like a new man. Fresh Mac Weldon boxer briefs make me feel like a million bucks. These will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Like Funhouse, Mac Weldon works hard and plays hard too. Their clothes are great and they perform well no matter what I'm doing. I could be walking my dog, lifting weights, going out on dates, or just lazing around and watching movies. Mack Weldon is perfect for every occasion. Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable, and they are extremely confident in their product. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund your money, no questions asked. We have a special offer for you this week. Go to MacWeldon.com, get 20% off using promo code FILM. So thank you, Mack Weldon, for sponsoring our show today. Yeah, let's, um, Alana, jump into whatever spoilie you wanted to jump into. So... It's not explicit, but explicit enough that Jamie Lee actually breaks him out on the bus. That's what I assume happened. She was sitting really? there waiting because she wanted to break him out and like cause that accident so that he would be out so she could kill him. I hadn't thought of that. That's, that's really interesting. That's what I think has happened. And I was like, that's almost smart. Um, but she shows up at dinner with yeah. the... Yeah, but she knows that he's out and she's like freaking out, right? She's like, oh my God, I've done it. Like, Maybe so. Oh. I think that she intentionally set that up. I... I I that might be more clever than the film. Yeah. I assume there's a scene somewhere where the doctor sabotages the bus because he was like, he's my patient. I must go with him. Yeah. And then, and then spoiler, later on in the movie, it's revealed that he wants to see what Michael Myers does when he's out in the wild because he's so obsessed with yeah. his silence and the stuff. The more I was thinking about it, I was wondering if like the doctor was grooming Michael Myers. Like It started like maybe he contacted the documentarians or mm-hmm. he, like he was involved with the bus or he was maybe like in oh my his... god I forgot about the documentary <laughs> yeah I know oh my god podcasters. doesn't that feel like two different movies yeah. wow like yeah. they feel like because I thought about that after I watched the movie I was like man that felt like hours ago <laughs> we <laughs> saw that but I was like that's an interesting theory though that Jamie Lee was involved because yeah my thinking was just that the doctor was maybe like even in his like discussions with Michael Myers was trying to like goad him and implant like mm-hmm. incept him to to want to return to like his life of violence. I imagine Michael always wanted to because the doctor's thing was that he wanted to get him to speak right. Mm-hmm. The doctor was also just a completely pointless character that I didn't think needed to be there at he all. He loves really. psychiatry so much. <laughs> what did he say? I, I actually, I really like that concept. I don't know if this movie was that clever, I but I guess either, it did. But it makes me it like it, it more. Yeah, it left it open ended when you just show up and the bus has already crashed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then I was wondering if, like, part of me is trying to think if there's a version of this where you know the daughter, most of it is just calling her insane, but at the end she obviously turns and is like ready to kill Michael. Is that because they had discussed it and it was set up? Or is that just a point where she's like, oh, my childhood training is kicked in? And it just kept, like, when I left, I kept thinking of this better version of this film where these two women have busted him out of this asylum. They're pretending to the whole world that they haven't and that they're both just fucking terrified when really they're luring him into this trap just to kill him. I was like, that would have been so much better. Yeah, I <laughs> well, wouldn't give the movie that much credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's what, that was my, another problem is, like, the twist on this is that 
Halloween is about this this helpless woman being stalked by a crazy slasher, an unstoppable force. The twist is basically Home Alone. Yeah. With <laughs> like that's also what the trailer makes it seem like. It's Home Alone, but with Michael Myers. He's coming back, but this time she's ready. She's got micro machines. On Spoiler alert: yeah. As soon as he shows up, she is not ready. Yeah. yeah. After forty years, all of it, like the her whole house is a nonsense death trap for her. Yeah. Not for him. But could <laughs> like, you fucking imagine waiting forty years from that, and then it happens, and now you're like freaking out that you actually have to? Yeah, but but if she was surprised by it. That would be one thing. If she was like, like, oh, I'm going to be ready for him. I'm going to be ready for him. And then on uh, February 23rd, he shows up. <laughs> I'd be like, I get it. But she knows that he's out of prison. She has an incident with him. She watched. She's like, it's October 31st. She knows. She's like ready for all this shit. <laughs> the, the police, she gathers up her family and the police say the safest place is your house, which is Stupid. In the middle of the woods, it's the stupidest thing I've ever that heard. That thing's pretty funny. Like it's it, like all of it is a great excuse for a super generic. We've seen this a thousand times before. Slasher movie, but not very clever. If you want to make something new and something exciting in the slasher genre. Well, I, th- I thought the idea that you know she was going to trap him in her you know house of horrors and kill him finally was interesting. But the every part of her planning didn't actually work it, at all like it was all I mean half-baked. the very end of it worked they, yeah. they managed to trap him sure yeah that's it though you know, but, I, I did like I did like her having like the rolling gates on her room so yeah. when she was like securing the house she's yeah. like no, okay this room is cleared I'm gonna cl- close it off and I was like that's Which, kinda cool by the way she did with all of the empty rooms the room filled with mannequins I know. why and, is there a and, room filled with and, mannequins and a closet that she doesn't even know what's in like <laughs> That's that was that was my big problem with this movie. She has this house. They talk about she has this house. They show and her prepping plan. the house. They talk about how she's pushed her family away because she got this death trap house. It's super fer- perfect house. She shouldn't be the victim in her own home. That's where she should be in control. Have them fight somewhere else. But then at the end of the movie, in the third act or whatever, she goes to the house and oh shit! Now she's in control. Now he's in a room full of mannequins, and she's behind one of the mannequins when he thinks that she's she thinks she's in the closet. No, she's behind the mannequins. But she goes in the room full of mannequins, thinks he's in the closet, and then gets scared when he pops out from behind one of her mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, that shit is just <laughs> dumb. That is really stupid. Well, I think it's it frustrating was. because you can see a way that it could be good. Yes. They just didn't take that way. And it yeah. doesn't seem like it's that hard. Also, can we talk about the line where the the dad goes, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Yo, okay. yeah. so what? Clearly I didn't ADR'd. know what that meant. Did what? anyone else know no. what that meant? No. Because I that distracted me that, for a good like right? three minutes. That is Danny McBride seven. humor. Yep. That is exactly so what weird. that is. And it was ADR'd in it was so clearly weird. to give a lighter moment there, but it was bad. But it, it felt like it felt like they were <laughs> like, alright, we got the scene. Sense. Now just do one and say whatever you want. We'll get a real reaction <laughs> out of the all the people around you. And then they he said that actor said that or whatever, and they're like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. It's Let's like something that would have happened in Arizona. Circle. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, actually, I love that actor, Toby Huss. He's yeah, actually yeah. incredible. I like him a lot. Um, actually, a lot of the acting was good. I thought the, the kid the was really good. That little oh, kid that was little amazing. Boy was the best. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to die, Dave. And yeah. he's gone from Let the Dave movie. Let Dave go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was wonderful. Well, there's also the Bon Me scene, which I didn't need. Yeah. There, there was a lot of that. The what? All just when they took. Uh, 10 minutes out of the movie for the two cops to discuss what Bon Me is. And oh. the guy's like, this is my lunch, and it's a brownie. I'm like, thanks, yeah, Danny McBride. You're brilliant. hilarious. It, it, yeah. it very much screamed again of Danny McBride, like, oh, we need a comedy scene here. Well, yeah, it's like two separate people wrote two 
two different things. It's, it's just very weird how this movie, you're like, okay, now surprise me. You've set everything up to surprise me. And then it does exactly the, what no. you would imagine. Like, everyone is stupid. Everyone goes the wrong way. There's a point. The part with the, the girl's friend who just starts hitting on her when she's just had a fight with her ex. She's yeah. like, Jesus fucking Christ, what oh, are man, you doing? That, that, I don't know what fucking was going kid. on. I don't know if that was just like, not to get into the genders and everything like that, and, but like in terms of toxicity and like stuff, that scene afterwards where her boyfriend cheats on her at this party that they came to together and then calls her the asshole, throws her phone away, and then the other guy comes with her, immediately hits on her. And then when she's like, what the fuck? He goes, please don't tell your, please don't your, tell your male boy, friend. I don't want yeah. him to be mad at and me. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. are we supposed to hate this guy? I, th- because, I mean, I think they yeah. wanted us to hate that nerd and not feel sorry for him. I guess. But I don't know. It's just so there's so much I mean, weird so stuff. So Halloween, historically, these movies have, have had like a, a slant of the implied notion that Michael Myers has a vendetta against women, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's an undercurrent through them. And this one, I think, having the three female like focus, that was there. But I was like, man, they were really making like all the men in this movie look like really bad. Like, like they the started. The dad was good. The dad was fine, but the dick. <laughs> I lost this with the peanut butter dick. <laughs> the the it's, weird. it's also it's weird. fact that he said penis. The little boy was the, the only the like penis redeeming word is man. What made it weird. It's male. You're right. It's male. You're right. But then it's, it's also weird, weird too because she's like, "Here's all my guns. This is my lucky revolver. It never jams." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, screenwriting 101." It's going to jam or it will not jam when it's important to. They killed off Bill Patton. But what they do was then he goes, hey, the police are outside. And then he walks up to the police and then he gets strangled to death, fires the gun (laughs) once and then dies and then gets stuffed in a closet. Didn't even go anywhere. Like it it didn't add up to anything. Also, when you first meet Jamie Lee Curtis, she's in this gate. Like, I don't understand any of it. Where happened to the gate? Yeah, the, the Why one would that you had show to get bu- us a gate? The podcasters had to With get buzzed bridge. through. Also my, and then the police are sitting outside of the gate. My favorite the, part was when Pat, Bill Patton, decide, he's in the cop car, and he's got the doctor and her in the back seat, and he decides he's just going to gun down Michael Myers <laughs> at the car. That I would loved. Oh and, but then God. I also loved it even more after, because John Smith told me that he didn't realize it was Michael Myers. He thought that... <laughs> Thought, it was a random trick or treater. It was like a random person. I saw the movie with him and he just died. Um, it was pretty wonderful. Which would have been kind of a funny twist. I mean, I think him chasing down this guy, like seeing Michael Myers, who, by the way, is really bad at hiding in this movie. Doesn't even try. He's like, all right, I'm going to walk. Just down, down the, the sidewalk. Oh, the lights the off. Line. Guess it's time to move. And so, and so, then the, like the cop who just happens to be driving somewhere else entirely sees him on the sidewalk and is like, "You know what I should do? Run him down with this girl who yeah. I'm supposed to be protecting in the back seat, and then hits him in the most like silly movie way possible, which is like bump, stop, and then launch them." I don't. You pull up next to him. You shoot him three times in the spine. Like that's what you do. I don't know. So much stuff, Bobby. I I'm okay with Michael Myers being virtually invincible. Yeah, like I think too. that that's kind of fun. Yeah. I like him being comically strong, and some of the slasher stuff I think was entertaining. It's like the way he kills people when you you figure that he has, but then you see it, you're like, oh, gross. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine with all of that shit. It's just everything in between is is a goddamn mess. When, when Michael Myers is doing his thing, the movie's really good. Yeah. yeah. When Jamie Lee Curtis finally gets a chance to do her thing, the movie's really good. The transition between those two is very, very clunky and just makes me feel like something's missing. Oh, I almost feel, I feel like there were too many characters. You're mm-hmm. saying the Michael stuff's great and the Jamie Lee stuff is great. 
and in between, there's just too much other shit going on with, totally. with psychiatrists and police officers Fucking and other teens. Her daughter, yeah, even, podcasters, her boyfriend, that friend. Like, the, the fuck? Why was there a cheating subplot? The, <laughs> the moment at the end where her daughter, Judy Greer, is like holding the gun. And she's like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. You can't do it. <laughs> like, like, like you you know what he's, you've seen what he's done. You can't pull this. And then she's like, nah, I'm just playing. I was like, that's the that movie. That was awesome. Yeah, I like that's that the too. movie. That was awesome. Yeah. That's killer. That's it great. built to that moment. Yeah. That was so good. And like the humor of the the like little boy God, who's the highlight of the movie yeah, he's he really that was. Sh- did not exist throughout it was just like that one section with him yeah. but he was cuz he was basically the movie had no real commentary on this genre genre beyond that one mm-hmm. you know scene which at this point a slasher movie like this that's 40 it's its predecessor is 40 years ago it should be making commentary on this genre and i i will say like with michael myers being um like presume still alive at the end because of the breathing. Mm-hmm. And that's that is a very that's not something that horror movies do now. That's very much tied to the genre of slasher that existed in, you know, 20 years ago. Like when horror movies are made, there's no are they dead at the end anymore? But I think that's a fun a fun thing to bring back because yeah, I think mm-hmm. like about that creepy breathing at the yeah. end of the credits. Yeah, I think it's, it's fun to ha- bring back the the unstoppable refrigerator of a killer who is he dead maybe he's not dead like mm-hmm. you know because we never used to we we used to watch horror movies knowing ah they'll find a way to bring him back mm-hmm. like we used to not care about any continuity or and so just establishing it at the end of the movie rather than at the start of another one i, I like that a lot yeah too. I, like, i'm all right it's just fun it's like that fun cheesy thing that yeah. movies used to do and so i'm i'm okay with with that to be honest mm-hmm Again, I would totally just rewrite it as though they intentionally broke him out, both planned it all along, tried to hide it from everyone, and then killed That's him. That's the way. That would be a good reveal. It's, it. it's a different take. It's something we haven't seen before. Or if, or if they had sold it to us as Jamie Lee Curtis, they said they said none of the other Halloweens matter, and. Uh, then at the end, Josh Hartnett shows up, oh. and, and it was I like, like it. oh no, it, they did matter. He, she, she does still have a son. son. She was hiding <laughs> from him. her other first marriage. Well, yeah. she wasn't. We just she, she wasn't hiding him. He just never came up. There was also a weird you relationship know? between Jamie Lee Curtis and that cop too, that I kept waiting for them to explain. Yeah. Like, because they were like, she was twice divorced, and like their relationship of like knowing each other, seeing each other in the crowd, and he's the only one who's like kind of on her side about the whole Michael Myers is too dangerous. You need to take him down, kind of thing, is really not. I was, like, I was like, oh, it's gonna because he was probably one of her ex-husbands or something. Like, he comforted her after the thing, and then they got married. Not that I want them to explore that, but it's just like I was just sitting there scratching my head. Why going, introduce something if you don't have a conclusion I, to yeah. the introduction? What's what? Why are you the, showing me? That, that yeah. whole character was puzzling in that way. That yeah. you always felt like there was something that you were supposed to know or understand about him that just wasn't ever there. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's. I'm c- very curious. I will be waiting for the director's cut of this movie to come out. Yeah, that is longer. Not that it should be longer, but I'm just curious. I just want to see that other boyfriend because they introduce her friend. And then Michael Myers just happens to go to her. Michael Myers, by the way, is completely clueless. clueless His the timing whole movie. is excellent. He just—he's <laughs> lucky. He, he accidentally destroyed everyone in a social circle around Laurie, just completely by accident. See, I'm cool with that too, though. I am too. I, I like him just like being like person in house Mata. Like yeah. he doesn't think about it. He just does it. Non-discriminate. Like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that was good. her granddaughter's best friend, or like. 
Um, or Just keep on counting. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're walking through the backyard. That was her granddaughter's other friend. Yeah. And then he's like, he wakes up in the back of a in a police van, fights his way out, and he goes, hey, it's her house. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally how the whole movie goes. I don't know. Like there's some kind of supernatural thread where he's just like in some way instinctively drawn to members of that family or some shit. But again, yeah, not explored. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know if there needs to be a connection. Well, the opening yeah. implies that there's some sort of evil, like some oh, sort yeah. of supernatural. With all the, like once the dogs he's, barking he's and the almost other reunited with his mask and it's like two magnets yeah. like opposing each or being drawn to each other that's making everyone else freak out and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Something else I did love is the reverse decomposing pumpkin. Oh, the intro in you the didn't credits. Love. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, oh, I, thought yeah, it was, yeah. I thought it was cool. It was another just straight up homage, though. Yeah. It was not, not a new idea or anything, but it was really It was neat. an homage, but I also, like, I really love when movies used to have actual, like, opening credits. Yeah. yeah. There's just something, like, you know, that, that, that's I'm going to say it. I, I'm not crazy about it, but I think the Rob Zombie version is a more interesting take on Halloween, one that I'm more glad exists than this new one. Really? There. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think mm. Rob Zombie, at this, this the Rob Zombie version at the very least was like, well, let's do it again, but hit from his perspective. Yeah. Well, it, I guess people's knock on that movie is that it went too far in explaining why Michael's fucked up. Like, and I will, I he's will got this bad yeah, family really. and was tortured. I yeah, but at least it's a different, at least it's something take. else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I guess um, we were talking about it briefly and we're just kind of wondering why, other than making money, this movie existed. Because it didn't do anything new. It pretty much just recreated moments from all the other films, put them in a new movie, and then tacked on an interesting third act mm-hmm. of trying to trap them in a death house. But I don't know. Um, the thing is, they probably set out to write something and couldn't. From mm-hmm. everyone that I know who's written for video games, it's always, I don't know how similar the industries are, but it's always, well, we tried to write that, but then we couldn't. Well, we had to rewrite the script 20 times and ended up not liking it that much. But the first version might have had that. It's just like maybe they tried and it just didn't happen that way because yeah. there's so many execs getting involved and yeah. just mm-hmm. they're like, nope, nope, cut all that interesting shit, just more murder. Yeah, <laughs> if I, my wishful thinking is that Blumhouse said, okay, well, we want to reboot this franchise. We want to do interesting things with it. A lot, there's a generation that doesn't know it. So let's set it up in the first one and then we'll knock it down. In the other ones, mm. I don't know if that's the case. I think Blumhouse was just like, "What's a identifiable, identifiable <laughs> yeah. property we can make micro budget, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, movies out of?" And and they banked like, I mean, they banked a ton of money on it. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I, they probably introduced all those characters that we don't give a fuck about, so that you have an attachment to people who die, which didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, but that's probably what it was. It's like, well, we need to have all these characters, so when Michael goes on his rampage, we're identifying. All of these people that he's killing, and you know who they are, and what kind of people they are, but it didn't work. But and also, also even yeah. with like, I totally agree. But for me, the most oh shit kill was when he just walked into someone's house and bashed someone's head in with yeah, a hammer, I mean, claw hammer. I was like, that yeah, was like, oh terrifying. fuck, yeah. he's scary. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know what her name was. I don't know where she lived. I don't know anything about her. Yeah, <laughs> because that could be you. Yeah, could be you know? me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, found an open door. There's like another woman who was like, someone. "I'm going to close the blinds." And I, then, I think that's mm. what's scary for me about like you're saying is when it's it's like he doesn't he's not discriminating against who he's killing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you know when when if I was a uh, character in this movie, I'd be like, "Oh, he's just interested in Laurie Strode." Mm-hmm. But when it's like, "Oh, he could come Wrong. into my house and <laughs> bash curb stomp me," <laughs> yeah, then I'm like, "Oh." I also do like 
the idea that he just slowly upgrades weapons, you know? Like, yeah. he's walking, he just picks something up, and then he's like, put <laughs> oh, that down, pick this one up. I love All that, because right. what did he pick up before he got he, the knife? It was, was it hammer. like He had a hammer, oh, yeah. hammer. Yeah. He just picked it up in that shed, and then was like, all right, we good. I love that. Even though he could use his hands. He did, though, right? Yeah, his first two kills were just with his hands. Yeah, I, I guess know. maybe that needed to explain how he got the mask. That's why they needed them to drive through that. But I also mm. like that moment of him like standing, looking at the trunk of the car, and being mm-hmm. like, mm, "Yes, my mask." Yeah. <laughs> what if he put like, on the oh, wrong love mask? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just um, turns into a charity worker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, I had fun with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially this time of year, it's fun to go to the theater and get some visceral thrills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's. It's. I, I don't know. It's so vanilla. It's it's not great. It's not bad in my mind. Some of y'all might dislike it more than I did. It's par. Um, it's par. It is very much par. And I think it was made almost. It seems almost like fan fiction to me. It's like yeah. I'll I'll write a sequel and put in all the stuff I love. And I don't know. Yeah. It just it didn't elevate or have anything new yeah. to say. Um, so what do we yeah. say? We say go see it or don't go see That's it. That's what I was gonna ask. I, I say go see. I it. still I say s- go see it. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got um, the cash to spare? Yeah, sure. It's I mean, perfect for the season. Yeah, you know, and and uh, legacy. Seriously, forty years, eleven movies now. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I, there's there's not a lot of ideas that can iterate that many times for so long. Um, I guess not all of them were good, but <laughs> I think it's Most still an not. impressive feat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan Just, says go see it. Have fun. Can you get screenplays online? Yeah, like, yeah, if you yeah. could get that screenplay, I would love to just rewrite it. Just try it, you know? <laughs> just be like, all right, here are the pieces I like. Let me just, mump, like, jumble this back up. Mm-hmm. See how it works. Yeah. We'll <sighs> see. All right. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts, anybody? Why was she so afraid to tell her parents that they were going to do a gender swap version of... Uh, <laughs> Good point. She wanted it to be a surprise yeah. in a, a scene surprise. that didn't make it into the final okay. cut where they showed like, their costumes she was like, off. I was like, are her parents, like going to be pissed off that she's dressing as no. a dude and he's dressing as, as so a woman? My, under- my understanding was that it was going to be a surprise and oh. that, edit- that surprise ended up on <laughs> oh, okay. the editing, editing room floor. All right. Well, um, I also I, I love the scene when like everyone's freaking out because there's a murderer on their street and the cops are like, lock your door. Yeah. Th- that's their solution. Yeah. Yeah, Go to help. your grandmother's Just house. Just lock you the know door. What? The gender swap thing is probably supposed to be like some kind of smart commentary on the rest of the film. Yeah. They're probably trying to be like, well, she's not a damsel in distress. She's not wearing a dress. He is. Oh. And then in his <laughs> suit, he like runs screaming for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Spends literally the rest of the movie screaming, screaming and, and running crying. from a man. <laughs> All, All right. right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, everybody enjoy Halloween. Tell us what you think in the comments. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.